This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Hadas Kuznet with chef owner Nick Elmi. Everybody knows him from Laurel in the Valley, Royal Boucherie in South Philly and Old City. And you are a co-host of Festival this year, the ninth annual event taking place on Thursday, September 27th. So I understand you have a new concept this year. Explain to us how Festival is going. Festival is going great. This is our ninth year. We're looking forward to year nine and year 10. Uh, we're going to shake it up a little bit this year. Every year we usually have the 60, what I consider best chefs in the city, come and help us put on this great event. It's not only about great food, but also about the performance arts in the city. But this year we're going to pair chefs up together. So we'll take chefs who typically haven't worked together or have different cuisines, pair them up so they can collaborate on a dish together. And we're kind of assigning people different neighborhoods throughout Philadelphia to be inspired by. So you, know, you can get an Italian chef and a Japanese chef and then give them Northeast and say you're supposed to be inspired by Northeast Philadelphia. And, you know, whether you want to go with the Russian or the Polish or Eastern European, get an idea about like how diverse our city is. It's about kind of exchanging ideas and having fun. And, I mean, that's pretty much what FISOL is about and all these events are about, you know. Getting creative. And Getting creative fun. and enjoying yourself. So tell us the five neighborhoods. We have West Philly, South Philly, Chinatown, Northeast, and kind of Kensington Fishtown. So the cuisine of the different neighborhoods will be? Whatever you think that your experience is about those neighborhoods. If your assignment is South Philadelphia, you can go with Italian, you can go with Mexican, you can go with Cambodian. You go get Chinatown, you can go with Japanese, Vietnamese, and Chinese, obviously. Northeast, you can go with Eastern European. Uh, West Philadelphia, you can go with Indian, Caribbean, islands. You know, it's, it's kind of all over the place. Like, I think that's the best part about assigning it by neighborhood because there's not like, if you do, if you get South Philly, you have to do Italian. It's like, no, that's not what South Philadelphia is about. South Philadelphia is about so many other things than Italian. Yeah, go ahead. Be inspired by Italy, but also be inspired by everything else that's down there as well. So what kind of research do you think the chefs have to do? Are you a chef or are you just hosting? I am a chef and I'm hosting. So you're I'm cooking chefing also. for two. I'm representing Laurel, all, all the restaurants this year because even in the Valley has a drink station there. So Laurel and Nick Macri of La Divisa Meats, we're working with West Philadelphia. Uh, we kind of, we want to, you're mixing it up. We want to mix. We want to push people outside of what we think that they would generally be thought of as. You know, like. So they have to go and do some research. They have to do some research. They have to figure out what they want to do. And and on top of that, they get to be inspired by another chef. I think it kind of also forces them to work hard at it and come up with something creative. The best part about it is like you're going to get these one-off dishes that you probably haven't seen before and probably won't see again. You know, we have, I think one of my favorite things that I'm looking forward to is Kiki and Chris from Poi Dog are working with Mark Vetri. For Northeast Philadelphia. That's going to be an interesting idea that what they're coming out with. We looked at something like inspiring chefs to come out and, and do something different for an event that is thought of as one of the premier events of the year in Philadelphia. So when you got like the whole list of chefs and you were looking to assign them a neighborhood to be inspired by, how did you, did you like lay out all the names and you're like, oh, they don't have a restaurant in the Northeast. They're not familiar with it. Let's pair them up with somebody in the Northeast. But yeah. For the most part, it was, let's Look at people who don't work together, haven't worked together, have different disciplines, and give them an area that maybe they're not familiar with. 
Not that we know every single chef in the city intimately, but we have a pretty good idea about who they are, where they've been in the city, and what kind of cuisine they do now, and how we can pair them up with somebody that's going to challenge them. So I think we've come up with some pretty cool stuff. What kind of responses did you have to the challenge? Uh, From the chefs? Really, really positive. Everybody was really excited to find out who they were working with. Some people were positioning for who they wanted to work with, and it's like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know, so that's who is, you're not going to be yeah, working exactly. with. Exactly. This is this is. It's not. We're not growing up here. We're dispersing everybody randomly. What do you hope to get out of just mixing it up like this? Just a little bit of change of pace. I think that the it's going to elevate the food. It's going to get a lot of dishes that you're never going to see again. So some inspiring food is going to be coming out of those kitchens. We're trying to build as comprehensive kitchens this year as possible. Uh, this is the first year that we're giving chefs stipends. So we're actually paying the chefs to come and show up to do this. Like not paying them. We're, we're giving them the money to pay for the food. So it's, it's not a lot of charity events. We'll do that for you. Um, Which, wait, let's talk about that. Because in the past, the chefs all had to come and donate the food too. A, a lot of these events, I don't think that people realize that you go to throughout the city. The chefs are there on their own accord. They're not getting paid on top of their not, – not only are they not getting paid, but they're paying for the food themselves and donating their time and their food to these causes. We understand that. We get a, the opportunity to raise a tremendous amount of money each year. They should be compensated in some way, shape, or form, even if it is just being able to pay for their food for them. I mean, it's it's not a tremendous amount of money, but for a small business, you know, you get asked to do a lot of these events. I mean, at Laurel, we get asked to do, we, we get letters in the mail a couple times a week to do events. We do about a dozen events a year. Each each event costs us about $1,000. A lot of money for a small restaurant. You know, when you compound that with somebody who owns four, five, six, seven restaurants, it's a lot. So just to be compensated a little bit, I think everybody appreciates it. So how much are they getting? I'm not telling you. All right. You're going to sign up for next year. <laughs> to do what? To cook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to cook next year? Yeah. All right. What are you most looking forward to eating? Oh, man. You have a list of people that you want to taste their food? Yeah. I mean, I have a list of people who like... Do you I, have their, do you have their um, dishes? No, not really. I think we have a couple of dishes, and we did a preview event at AKA in University City a couple of weeks back, which was pretty cool because we got to see some different pairings, but I'm not going to tell you what it was. There was a very, really, very, very good uh, potato laka and caviar dish that was I was excited about. I'm excited for Camille and uh, to be working from Zahav with Walnut Street Cafe. I'm excited to see what she and her companion from Walnut Street uh, put together. I'm obviously excited for Kiki and Mark Vetri, Jesse Ito and Townsend Wentz. That's a great pairing as well. There are a, a tremendous amount of great chefs, and then we're just kind of sticking them all together and be like, whack your noggins together and come up with something good. So 60 chefs, wait, let me, it sounds like you were inspired by Top Chef with all the crazy things that they make you do. Yeah, it was like, I, we, we were trying to come up with new ideas, and we ended up just taking a bunch of our ideas and smashing them together. And it's like, all right, well, how do... Make sure, let's make sure we can articulate this correctly <laughs> so people understand what we're doing. So it's 60 chefs, but they're coming up with 30 dishes. So there's going to be no lack of food. I mean, there's their larger portions, their appetizer-sized portions, as opposed to like the little one-bite portions that you normally get at these tasting events. Plus, there's a tremendous amount of bars that we're going to have open this year. And all of the artistic element that goes along with uh, fringe arts. So they do live performance arts throughout the entire show, whether it's dancing, singing, there are bands playing. There's just craziness going on the entire time. Where is it being held this year? Same um, place? Same place. Race Street, um, right at Le Peg. We close off fringe Race arts. Street. Yeah. At the Fringe Arts building, we close off rates, Race Street for the night. Anything different in the setup this year? Anything different in the setup? Hopefully it won't rain. <laughs> that's, that's our setup right now. Uh, no, I mean, I don't 
have a tremendous amount to do with the live art aspect, which is kind of great because I'm always surprised every year. I, I've done Feastful every year for nine years. Uh, this is my second year hosting. And every year, like the live art aspect always kind of inspires me and it's always kind of kind of blows me back a little bit. What's the difference in the work? What's the transition like from chef to host? Chef to host. Um, more work. A little bit more work and you have to, softer hands. You have to delicate delicate hands when you're dealing with situations. I forget that not everybody works in a kitchen. So when I'm asking people for donations and asking people for help, I understand I have to be a little bit less uh, brisk with my verbiage. <laughs> Safe to say please and thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you well, to sometimes, yeah, no, it goes beyond that. But yeah, yeah, you know, you're used to being in a kind of tense environment and just very direct conversations. And now it's like I got to buff it up a little bit. But you have to be nice. nice. I know, you have to be nice. I'm getting better at it. I haven't mastered it yet. <laughs> the things you learn as being a co-host. What are you most looking forward to? Usually Audi lets me borrow a car. I look forward to that every year. Nice. Uh, they'll give me one of their race cars to tool around in in a day. It's been a lot of work this year. Changing up the event has been It's been a lot of fun. It's been very inspiring. The people that we get to work with at Fringe Arts are amazing. I'm excited that they're just to see it go off. And just to be there in that day and being able to say thank you to everybody and get through the live auction and just, you know, have make sure everybody's having fun. I mean, for us, the one of the best parts about this event is like not only are we making sure that the guests are eating and drinking and enjoying themselves, but we do the same thing with people who are working there. Like we make sure that we're bringing all the chef's beers. We're making sure that everybody else is trying everybody else's food. You know, it's the same the, the environment in one of these events is the same thing as the environment as a restaurant, whereas in if the restaurant, the people who work at this restaurant are enjoying themselves, the people who are dining at this restaurant are going to enjoy themselves. So if the people who are working this event with us and are donating their time are having fun, enjoying the art, enjoying the food, enjoying the booze, so is everybody else. So it's usually like a huge party, not only for people who, the paying public, but the people who are donating their time. Sounds like it's a great way for the chefs. Like a, It's like a reunion for the chefs. It is. It is. It, it always ends up being like, that's the one time a year you get to walk around and make sure, how are your kids doing? You know, anything changed? What do you have going up on the horizon? We don't really get the opportunity as chefs to like hang out and talk all the time. We all have not only restaurants, but we have families and, you know, we have normal lives that we have to get on with. So it's nice to get back together and make sure that Everything's okay and touch base with everybody. What's the most difficult part about running Festival? <sighs> uh, everything. It's just a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces and everything affects everything else. So you need to make sure that if we're changing one aspect of one piece of equipment that we're putting in this area, that how is it going to affect the flow of everything else? The organizational piece has been pretty eye-opening. I think that I consider myself a relatively organized person, especially when it comes to running three restaurants. But when you look at what they're doing here, it's just like... You know, it's a lot of planning to get through six hours of service. It's like, you know, we're nine months of planning for one service where we do it on a daily basis, but it's just it's just completely different. All right, give us the details. How can we get tickets and can we buy tickets at the door? Thursday, September 27th from 7 to 10. It's at uh, 140 North Columbus Boulevard, which is basically Rage Street. Uh, general admission, admission tickets will be available for $300 with doors opening at 7. This year's VIP tickets will be on sale for 450 allowing guests to enjoy the festivities one hour before general admission entry. Uh, phillyfestival.com if you'd like to buy tickets. At Philly Festival. At Philly Festival. On Instagram and Twitter. And the money that you raise goes towards? 
Fringe Arts. 100% of the net profits go to Fringe Arts. Fringe Arts has raised $3 million for Fringe Arts since its inception. $3 million? $3 million. This is our ninth event, and we've raised $3 million. That's so amazing. all of like the fun kind of kooky art assemblies that we have in the city go through Fringe Arts. And the funds raised at Audi Feast will help provide critical operating support for Fringe Arts, allowing the organization to offer year-round programming in the Fringe Arts Theater, Philadelphia's home for contemporary performance and progressive world-class art. That's a lot of money. So how much do you hope to raise this year? 500. Wow. <laughs> I hope so. It'd be nice. $500,000. It'd be nice. I think that'd be a new goal for us. Yeah. That'd be a... Yeah. Great. Every year we raise more, which is nice. Like progressively like 10% more every year. I think the goal this year is for 500 grand. Amazing. Yeah, it'd be great. And how many people attend? 500 to 600. It's a lot. It's a lot of food, a lot of prep. It is a lot of food. It's a lot of prep. It's a lot of organization. It's a lot of cooking. It's a lot of eating and drinking and fun as well. All right. And the website again is? Phillyfestival.com. Chef, owner, and co-host, Nick Elmy, thank you so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.